Good morning and welcome to today's oil market update with Callum McPherson. How are you doing today, Callum? Very well. Good morning, Toby. So oil markets have been watching the drama of the ship stuck in the Suez Canal. Uh, reports this morning suggest the ship has been partially refloated. Overall, what do you think the significance of this has been for oil markets? Well, I think actually fairly limited. If, if this has happened at a time when the global uh, tanker fleet was really stretched and being fully utilised, uh, and, and if inventories um, of, of oil and refined products around the world were, were, were quite low, then, then I think it could have been more of an issue. Um, but as it is, uh, tankers are actually underutilized because uh, su- supply and demand in the oil market is still well below uh, pre-COVID levels. Um, so, uh, and, and of course, we have large inventories um, around the world. So, so I think this is less of an issue than it uh, might have been um, at, at other times. But it's also worth noting that our largest um, crude tankers don't even fit through the through the Suez Canal. And there is the alternative of uh, there, there's a pipeline that uh, can take a crude um, from the Red Sea in, into the Mediterranean. And of course, there's the, always the alternative of going around the, the, the long route around Africa anyway. Um, so it, 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 from a short term logistical point of view, definitely there, there are challenges, but uh, it's uh, not ones that can't be overcome, I think, and not ones that really will have a lasting impact. Um, and it does look like, uh, as you say, that the reports are that the progress is being made in resolving the situation, let's put it that way. I don't know exactly what, how, where, how things stand and when traffic will be able to flow freely through the, the canal once again, but um, that point seems now not to be so far away. And OPEC is meeting again on Thursday. Uh, what do you think they will decide to do? I suspect it'll be more of the same. So a rolling over of the current levels of production for most OPEC members, uh, including the Saudi voluntary cuts, but perhaps with, as has been the pattern of previous months, uh, a scope for a moderate increase for in Russian and, and Kazakh uh, output. Um, but as has been the case before their last meeting, there hasn't really been a lot of uh, open uh, public discussion uh, and and noise from OPEC members. They, they've they've kept their their counsel to themselves, uh, and so we might be able to infer from that that there is still a pretty good agreement on on what um, what they they should do. Um, I think it would come as quite a shock to the market if they did decide to increase their output in any meaningful way. So uh, that's possibly also argues for them continuing as they are. So as we come up to the OPEC meeting, what do you think are the things to look out for in terms of market reaction? Well, the oil market has certainly been much more downbeat in the last uh, week or so than it has been, than it was in the first half of the month. Um, But uh, Brent has found support around $60 per barrel. Uh, We bounced off that last week. And uh, overall, in recent days, it's been trading around the 50-day average of the 62 a 50 area with the highs capped at uh, 65. So I think if OPEC do uh, roll over the, the cuts, we, we could see the market being supported uh, and, and possibly that little bit of extra confidence would help uh, 
maybe take Brent back through $65 per barrel. Um, if they did uh, increase uh, or announce that they'd increase output in May in any significant way, uh, I think we, we would expect to see the market taking that pretty badly, as I, as I mentioned just, just a moment ago. And, and so breaking 60 could uh, be on the cards. Uh, and if that breaks for support levels, you then look to maybe the 100-day moving average, which is at around uh, $56 per barrel. Um, at some point, though, OPEC are going to need to increase output in a meaningful way. And um, exactly how they manage that transition um, could be an, an, an interesting point for them. I mean, obviously, they haven't really been giving much away in the last couple of meetings, either about their decision process or, or what, what it is that they're, that they're, they're trying to achieve and that, that give us any sort of line of sight on what the next few months might look like. Um, so it's a little, a little hard to know quite how we, we would move from one sort of situation of constraining output into one where, where output starts, starts to increase again. So it may be that we get some, some uh, signs of that from the OPEC meeting, that they may give more of a, of a roadmap for what the next few months might look like. Uh, and then, of course, um, the question would be how the market uh, reacts to that. So perhaps that might be the, the most important thing to look out for in the OPEC meeting. We, we, we will see. Lovely. Thank you for the update, Callan. Thanks very much, Toby.